On today's show, Mike Kamito, author of Leafs 365, joins us to talk about the release of his newest book, and we'll tee up Leafs and Stars tonight in Dallas, and I'll discuss why I believe Ryan Reeves will have an impact in tonight's game. All that more coming up on today's edition of the Lockdown Leafs podcast, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked On Leafs podcast, a daily Maple Leafs-centric podcast hosted by myself, Mike DiStefano, and my co-host, Dave Morissuti. This episode is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the Locked On Network. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. All right, welcome into the show today. It's going to be a fun one. We've got uh, Mike Comito, uh, author of Leafs 365, who uh, is going to join us. Uh, a quick interview. He put out a book called Leafs 365 um, just last week, and uh, it's a perfect read for those who uh, love little short stories about hockey, about the Maple Leafs. I think it'll, it'll make a great Christmas gift for a lot of people. So we're excited to get into that conversation with Mike uh, in just a little bit. But before we get into that discussion. Let's preview tonight's game, Dave. We got the Maple Leafs heading into Dallas as their road trip continues. Got an 8 p.m. puck drop for this one. What kind of storylines are you tracking heading into tonight's game? Well, we know that the Dallas Stars have really ascended in the Central Division over the years. Like Many believe that this is the next team to go to the Stanley Cup final. Like They went in 2020, and they've kind of kept that momentum going. They're very close last year when they lost to Vegas. Like that was a team they're a bit overmatched against, but it's a very fun team to watch. Like there's a lot of guys that are on that team, and like some I would say underrated players, players that get overlooked in a lot of ways, like Rupe Hints. Love him. Guy is such a fun player to watch. It's one of those yeah. guys you would love to any team would love to have there. And like I keep forgetting that Genny Dadanov was on this oh, team. Oh yeah. Yeah, they brought him in last year, and I think they, they brought him back on a decently cheap deal. Mason Marchment is on this team, and Leaf fans, will be happy to know. Leaf fans will be happy to know he is pointless through five games this season. <laughs> Until he gets his first point against the Leafs. So, like, that's where we're going, right? It's possible. It's it's possible. <laughs> Maybe even probable. But uh, like we already know Matthew Shane's going against the Leafs for sure. Yeah, probably. Uh, Wyatt Johnson's a really fun player too to oh, yeah. to watch on this team. He's like a young kid, and you know the the but the bread and butter of that group is is their defense, right? Like they've got an outstanding blue line, and they're one of the pillars. Where you look and like all off season, we're talking about how you know it's a copycat league. You look at you know the teams that made it to the conference finals last year. Like Dallas is one of them. Where you're like, this is what a contending team's blue line has to look like. And what we always are talking about how, you know, Brad Chilliving might want to have a blue line that copies, you know, what theirs looks like. Bunch of big dudes who are fast, can skate, has some skill and have size as well. So um, that's, that's to me something that is going to be something to watch tonight is can this high powered Maple Leafs offense 
break through that defensive structure of the Dallas Stars. Like coming into tonight, they're the second stingiest defensive team uh, with the second lowest amount of expected goals against uh, so far. You've got, you know, Ottinger has been outstanding also. So when they, when you do finally break through, you've got an elite goaltender to try and get past. Got like a sub two goals against the 950 save percentage. He's been unbelievable to start the year. But also, this team has a perfect penalty kill rate so far. Um, so I think that Toronto, that's going to be, this is the toughest matchup for them to date. Can that offense that we know is there? And typically, they play up to their opponents, and they play down to their opponents. Tonight, can they play up to the Dallas Stars, and can they break through and score some goals? That's what I'll be curious to, to see tonight. Yeah, I mean, you look at this lineup for the, for the Stars, there's very few weaknesses to really try to expose, right? So, yeah, it is going to be tough, especially, yeah, Ottinger's just been... Un- no. like, I think probably, I mean, I don't know if this is a hot take, but I think he's the best goalie in the Western Conference, at least. Like, uh, Yeah, like you got the Russians in, in all in the East, so Ottinger might be number four goalie in the world. So, yeah, it could be the case. Got a 144 goals against so far this season it's insane yeah i wouldn't be surprised if he's among the finalists for the uh for the vest he's just that good and and like probably the i mean he's arguably the toughest goalie the leafs are gonna play to start like since they started the season so it's gonna be a good test um gonna be a really good test for this leafs team for sure so in my preamble i kind of discussed how i thought maybe ryan reeves could be an impactful player do you remember what happened last year when these two teams played pretty early on in the year? I do recall Austin Matthews getting a little bit of uh, a little roughed up, maybe in a way that you don't like to see Austin Matthews getting a little roughed up. Yep, he sure was. There were liberties taken on Austin Matthews in the game uh, early in the season last year, which, you know, a lot of people pegged like the big reason why he struggled last season and he only scored only scored 40 goals last year was because like he sustained some sort of injury in this game against the Dallas Stars and it just kind of lingered throughout the season. Um, I think this is one of the reasons why you look at the addition of, of Ryan Reeves over the off season is to make sure that stuff like that does not happen, that he doesn't get ragdolled that cross checks. Uh, you know, if you want to cross check Matthews in front of the net, you're going to have to pay the piper at some point because Ryan Reeves is going to be patrolling. I remember last year, Jamie Ben had a, a, a big, you know, hit and a big cross check on, Austin Matthews, is he going to have to pay retribution for that a season later with Ryan Reeves? Like I, I think tonight is an opportunity for Revo to register his third fight of the season. And this is the reason these are the games for why you brought him in here. It is. And yeah, I, I think Jamie Ben also might've slashed him too, or gave him, as you said, yeah. like bring up the cross, like those things players were willing to do to the Leafs. And this was before the Leafs brought in guys like Luke Shen last year, before they loaded up a little bit on toughness. They were really lacking that at the start of the year. Yeah, Wayne Simmons was around, but I don't even think he was around for this game. So these are this is part of the reason why you bring Reeves. And you said Dallas is a bit of a bigger team or physical team. You're going to need Ryan Reeves to be, you know, to bring a little bit of that physicality, maybe have players willing to, Play, as they always say, play an inch taller, right? Having Ryan Reeves around will 
give that the players a little bit of that freedom to do that too. So that'll be another thing to kind of keep an eye on uh, tonight's game. Um, all right. As we do uh, before every single Maple Leafs game, let's go through our three keys to victory for the Leafs. And obviously we're, we're, we've been talking about how this is going to be a difficult opponent. So uh, these for sure will have to be met. These are key, very key to get the win. Cause I don't think it's going to be a Washington situation where you can just rely on good goaltending and then some timely scoring and come away with a victory. The other team on the other side is a lot better than Washington, a lot better than that, even a lot better than, than Tampa Bay. So uh, they've got to get off to a good start. And that's my first key is get off to a good start and play 60 minutes. Cause that's what this Dallas stars team does. They let up for a minute. Dallas will make you pay. If you don't wake up the first 20 minutes and you you know have a tough first period like they did in Washington, you could be down to nothing with the snipers that they have on this team. And if you're down 2-0 with that defense and that goaltending, they'll shut things down. So you got to get off to a good start uh, and, and play a complete 60-minute effort. That's one of my keys tonight uh, for the Leafs. What's one for you? So a big one for me here. Um looking at Jake Ottinger and how do you beat a goalie who's literally only allowed five goals to start the year? Find out where he's getting the goal scored on. And using the NHL.com edge section of their website, a lot of the goals being scored on Jake Ottinger, the two of the five are like literally in right in front of the net and in that slot area. Yeah, the slot, got, inner slot. Yeah, inner slot. You got to get your chances from there. And the Dallas Stars aren't going to make that easy. I mean, I will say, though, a lot of the shots he is facing are coming from that area. So clearly that's an area to exploit if you're the Leafs. you got to get yourself into the slot area. Which is, you know, we looked at the stats on yesterday's show. Number one and number two on the in the yeah. league in inner slot in slot shots, like shots from high danger areas. Number one, Austin Matthews. Number two, John Tavares. So they got to continue to do that. Go to those tough areas, and uh, hopefully, good things happen, and they find the back of the net. And another one, and this is something that has definitely plagued them for a big part of the season, is stay disciplined. Right, this team needs to stay disciplined. This power play for Dallas hasn't quite got cooking yet, but you see who they have on the other side: Jason Robertson, you know, Rupe Hints. We already talked about Wyatt Johnson. They also have uh, Joe Pavelski, who's always been a power play gold machine. They've got dudes who can score on the power play. Miro Heiss getting on the back end. So I think you got to try and stay disciplined. Don't be give them opportunities to score on the man advantage. And, uh, you know, try and win this game at five on five. Maybe try and win, you know, the, the penalty differential here. Get yourself to the power play and, you know, start cooking because Toronto's been excellent this year on the power play. That said, Dallas perfect on the penalty kill. So that's going to be really cool. You know, a fun matchup to see All right, who gets the best, the one, of the league's top power plays or the league's best penalty kill should be a good matchup as well. Um, any more keys for tonight for the Maple Leafs? Well, the a couple of games ago, Dallas was, yeah, you talk about how their power play hasn't looked great. They actually allowed three shorthand goals in one game. Ooh. They were actually one of the first teams to allow three shorthanded goals in a game, but still win the game, which is crazy. <laughs> but that's insane. Um, if you're the Leafs, big reason why you have Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, you've seen ooh, even ooh. William Nylander get some time on the penalty kill to get your offense going on the penalty kill. So Who I think that the Leafs, 
by the way. Who was that? Who are they playing? Uh, Philly. They let three shorties to Philly. Oh my yeah, because yeah, it's it's crazy to think, but um, yeah, they uh, I don't know how they found a way to win that game, and they were kind of pissed off <laughs> that they allowed like how that game went. I'm like, well, I kind of would be feeling the same way too if you allowed three shorthanded goals in the same game. That their backup was in net. Scott Wedgwood was uh, was in goal for that game. I would imagine if it was Jake Ottinger. That would not he have been the case. That, yeah. No, would not have been the case. Um, yeah. So what was the the key there? Try and strike while uh, yeah. I'll, if you if you are gonna take power plays, see if you can find a way to get a few of the get those offensive chances on the on the penalty kill because that's clearly and I clearly a way that the that the stars have been kind of exploited a little bit. I will say in that regard. Yeah. Um, all right. Any other final, uh, final notes on tonight's game? Um, John Klingberg revenge game. Yeah. We, maybe I was gonna say this game? might be, I don't know. This is probably not the first time he's gone against the stars since he left, but you always wonder how he feels about these return matchups. Cause it wasn't exactly a, an easy departure for John Klingberg. He, Probably wanted to be in Dallas and stay with Dallas. Well, he played against them because it was Minnesota, oh, Dallas in round one last year, right? It's like he played them in the in the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. Right. But yeah, we'll see. Maybe a, a little revenge game for John Klingberg. Maybe he can score his first uh, first goal of the year, first as a Maple Leaf, um, potentially tonight. So if you're making a little wager on FanDuel, potentially that's a spot where you could do it. And uh, speaking of FanDuel, they are one of today's show sponsors, so we do want to thank them. Uh, you can snap into action this NHL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options from spreads to player props, overs, unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NHL season. FanDuel, official partner of the Locked On Network. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. Uh, coming up, we got a great interview with Mike Comito, uh, author of Leafs 365. We caught up with him and chatted with him um, after the release of his latest book. And Dave, I know that uh, you know, you're know you pretty excited about this interview and you're excited about this book as a whole. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big sports book nut. Like, I grew up... My parents were a little annoyed that I spent a lot of time reading books about hockey. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it would be like, I'd have a book from school to read and then I'd be reading a hockey book. And my parents are like, what are you doing? <laughs> but then Dude, that, I, but at least you read them. I have the worst habit of buying books and then not reading them, but I love to buy a book and add it to the bookshelf. And then I'll eventually get around to reading some of it. But I am so bad for buying it, getting super ramped up, and then it sits on the bookshelf for a little bit. But I, I, I would imagine. But you know what I like though, like this book in particular, um, because I'm not a massive reader and didn't grow up reading a whole lot. 
Um, but a book like this, where it's just a bunch of tiny short stories, like literally one page per story type of deal, uh, it, it makes for easy reading, right? And, and you can read one story a day for 365 days. I think it's a really good concept. And uh, this is one that will be right in my wheelhouse. It's the Maple Leafs related um, 365 different stories about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Who, who wouldn't want to want to acquire this book? Um, without further ado, though, why don't we uh, send things off? Uh, this is our interview earlier today with Mike Comito, author of Leafs 365. And joining us now here on the Lockdown Leafs podcast is Mike Comito, hockey historian and author of Leafs 365. Mike, how you doing? Doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. No, we appreciate you taking the time to uh, to join us, and I, it's it's got to be pretty exciting. Like I've never written a book before, but I've written a couple articles, and that's frustrating enough. I mean, <laughs> I have so much, uh, so much appreciation for those who can actually write an like a full book, and you've been able to do this with Hockey Three Six Five. Like how how was that process for you for writing this book? Uh, it's yeah, it, it's a long process. Uh, so the, you know, the book has 365 different stories in it. So, I mean, you're, you're researching and writing each of those stories. Um, and I've done it now. This is the third one. So I, I feel like I've got a little bit of a groove going in terms of like how I know how to set myself up and the process I need to follow to get it all done in time. But I think this time being able to dive into some Leafs history exclusively was a lot of fun. Uh, definitely gave myself a lot of runway so that I wasn't, you know, pulling my hair out trying to finish it. But, uh, but to be able to dive into a lot of these stories that, you know, loomed large in my life as a hockey historian and as a fan uh, really made it really enjoyable. Well, I'm curious what, what like what was one story in particular that you were really excited to kind of dig into, dive into, ask some people about? Like, is there one that sticks out to you that you had to make sure you got into this book? I mean, there's a lot. And, and I think, you know, for, for this particular book, because the stories are so short, like I didn't get the chance to interview a ton of people. Um, I think just by nature of the way the stories are constructed that like I, I know it's always great when you can get it from a source. Um, but I think what I've been able to do is kind of over the years, I've been able to talk to, you know, a few Leafs. So I've been able to take some of those older interviews and com and take some of the audio from that, put it into some of these stories to kind of give it a little extra flair. Um, but to be honest, like the ones that I really like telling were the ones where I could remember being a part of that moment, whether it's a good moment or a bad moment. Um, I really enjoyed kind of taking that perspective to the story, because I think what I hope with this book is that a lot of Leaf fans, you know, regardless of which, you know, vintage they are in, in, in terms of their fandom, is that they can see themselves in these stories. So, for example, when you think back to where were you when Austin Matthews had his four goal debut? I think a lot of us have different moments or memories of, of that game and who we were with and why it's special. And so I think that's try to what I, that's what I try to capture with a lot of those stories. But going into it, there's so many different stories that I just you knew that you wanted to include. And then as you kind of go through the writing process, you hope that the dates line up and that maybe that game that you really wanted to highlight Wendell Clark aligns. And there's not another competing date and you can put that in there. When you, I mean, it, the thing about this book, and uh, and you brought bring this up, is you got stories that can relate to all different generations of Leafs fans. And you look at the cover of the book. I have the cover of the book in front mm -hmm. of me, and it's the Felix Potvin mask. I wanted to ask specifically about the cover. What was the motivation behind designing the cover? Because I know that's when people are looking in a in a bookstore, they see the cover and it's got to grab them. So, what made you decide to go with this design? So that's a great question. Um, with the last, I'll show the cover here. Just uh, 
So when Thanks. we did uh, the previous two Hockey 365s, the kind of just went with a the hockey theme for the first one. And then the second one, uh, the designer, Ron Beltrami, he went with a goalie mask. Uh, because again, when you think of like iconic images in hockey, you think of like crossed hockey sticks and a puck. And then we didn't want to do that again for the second one. So we did the mask. And then, you know, with Leafs 365, because we obviously can't use the Leafs logo um, and we can't really use any iconography that belongs to the Leafs, the idea was, well, what could best represent the Leafs or any team for that matter. And it's, 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 it's usually those iconic goalie masks. And so the actual, uh, the first draft of the cover was, was a Wayne Thomas mask, which is an also a pretty iconic Leafs mask. You know, it's a like elongated mask with the blue and white and stars and, you know, kind of stripes with it and thought it was a great mask. But I said, you know what, that doesn't really speak to me when I was, you know, when I was growing up and watching the Leafs as a, as a kid, like Felix Podman was my was my goalie. He was my guy. And so I said, is there any way we can kind of, you know, take take that same motif, but apply it to the cat? And that's that's honestly how we kind of arrived at the cover. I think we've been able to utilize a, an obvious leaf shape. It's not the leaf. So I think we're, uh, we're we're OK in that front. But certainly, I think seeing a mask that most hockey fans, regardless of your leaf fan or not, would associate with Felix Podman and then the 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 beautiful blue cover like definitely does the job screams leaf so even if you don't know who i am uh which is a lot of people out there you you would see this cover and know that it's immediately a leaf's book so tell us a little bit about uh about the book and like how the idea came to light you, you essentially it starts with you know january 1st and then you have a story for every single day of the year for the whole 365 days like what gave you the idea for this and how did it all come about so it actually started um, probably, I guess, at this point now, um, I guess almost six years ago. I was uh, I was in the middle of uh, I had a book contract to take my uh, my dissertation and turn it into a book for an academic press. And for the life of me, I just couldn't get motivated to do it every day. I'd come home from work and I would just like find another reason not to start it. And at that time, I had been you know writing about hockey uh, hockey history specifically for a lot of different websites. I was blogging, I was getting some paid gigs here or there, and I was starting to kind of build up a, a little bit of a portfolio. And then we went on vacation uh, over the March break and I was reading, you know, Val James's book who played for the Leafs as well as the Sabres. Uh, he was the, the first American born black player in the NHL. And I was reading his book and I just, I thought like life's too short to like not write about what I want to write about. And so I made a plan on the plane, ho plane ride home to say, you know, I've been building this portfolio of writing. I've been sharing hockey history tidbits on Twitter. Like maybe there's a way to take these these short bite-sized stories and turn it into a book. And that's kind of where Hockey 365 started was let's do a story for every day of the year. So we did two of those. The second one came out in the middle of the pandemic, which was, you know, obviously the right time to write a book because there was more time at home, I think, to go around. But certainly uh, maybe not the best time to launch a book. And then when we started to revisit the idea of do we do a third period because the books are stylized as hockey through 65, the first and second periods. I know that at some point I'm going to have to complete regulation, but in that like a year and a half ago, we thought, you know what, maybe that's not the time just yet. Is there anything else you'd want to do? And I said, well, you know, there's a lot of Leafs history out there. They're my favorite team. I think you could focus on one specific team. And so I pitched uh, the publisher Dundurn on the idea of let's just do a Leafs, Leafs 365 and just dive into the buds and they went for it. It's a, a bit of a smaller format than the previous books. The stories are about half the length, but uh, but that I think allowed us to get the size of the book to where it's a nice, small, hardcover book. Uh, but that's honestly how it started. And so that's the, re the rest, as they say, is history.
We'll get right back to our interview with Mike in just a moment. But before we do, let me tell you about one of today's show sponsor, and that is Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that the medical medication you need is on hand. It is simple. They have everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy, medication delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. So make sure you go and get $25 off these life-saving antibiotics today on Jace Medical by using our code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That is J-A-S-E medical.com. And today's show is also brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Matthews could score 50 goals. The Leafs could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. It's the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On Network. Sleeper is our own, our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey. Uh, to win 100 times your bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats, you heard me, Leaf fans. You can win 100 times your money by playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. All you have to do is pick whether studs like you know, Matthews, Marner, Crosby, McKinnon, whoever can record more or less uh, than their Sleeper projections for goals, assists, saves, plus minus uh, in any given game. Uh, so start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. What's the, what's the most, I mean, I, I've always, one of my goals in life is to write a book. So this is the perfect time to ask <laughs> someone like yourself, what is the toughest task of writing a book like this on a subject that is so personal to you, something that you know you have such an interest in, but you also know that it has to interest a whole wide audience. Yeah, and I think you you touched on it right there because admittedly, I could probably have a story for every day of the year where like it's my perspective as a Leaf fan or like the day that I was frustrated or the day that I felt like overcome, but I'm always conscious of like, yes, it's great that you can kind of see yourself in the narrative and inject yourself into the story. But I want to be mindful that like not everyone wants to hear what I have to say, like page after page about like my own particular experience. And so a lot of these stories, um, you know, it, I think it's the balance of, of, of sharing the facts and maybe hopefully sharing something new that somebody hadn't read about or bringing back, you know, some some narratives and some history that may have been forgotten to the ages and, and providing value through that way. I mean, um, I think I'm fortunate enough that this has been the, the only team that I've cheered for uh, on the hockey side of things. So like I have a lot of, I think, memories of the club. And, and I think that definitely does come through in some of these stories. But I think to your point, David, like you want to make sure that somebody who is, you know, 20 years older than me or 20 years younger than me, that like they don't have to know who I am to really appreciate this book. They can be a Leaf fan, whether they're a diehard and they've been around for the long haul or they're just starting to get into hockey now. Um, I think there's something for everyone in the book and, and hopefully that kind of, that comes through. Well, which of the three, oh, sorry, go ahead, Dave. For the no, no, go ahead. You go first. 
Okay. <laughs> well, I'm just curious, like, which of the 365 stories turned out to be your favorite to tell? Um, It's, yeah, I mean, the one that I, uh, and I think it was maybe more cathartic than anything, but, like, because I'd never really told it in this way, and I didn't really tell a lot of people about it just because there was no point in really talking about it. But, like, not to dredge up, like, un, you know, uh, like, memories that aren't fun, but, you know, obviously I think we can all recall the the game against the Bruins in 2013 when the team had a 4-1 lead, uh, you know, late in the game, in Game 7. And, um, you my know, 19th I... 19th birthday, Mike. That was my 19th oh. birthday. <laughs> oh, wow. Luckily, <laughs> I was legal that day. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I can only imagine. Uh, you probably got a couple extra birthday shots after that game. Yeah. But uh, so for me, like I had covered that book in in the second hot. Sorry, I covered that story in the second Hockey Three Sixty Five. But from the perspective of of the way the game unfolded and the the collapse that that we all remember, right? But with this book, um, with this with this book, this, the route I took was that, and I think I did this. Hopefully, that a lot of people did the same thing. Where I remember watching it you know, at my friend's house with a couple other buddies who were, you know, Leaf fans. And in that third period before the meltdown, I started drafting an email to my uncle who is a huge, you know, Leaf fan. He has a share in a season tickets and he lives in Toronto. And I was, the email was basically like, wow, like I can't believe the Leafs are going to the second round. Like this is incredible. And, you know, I'm writing him about like how excited I am to, like that we're finally going to get to see a second round series but then I thought better of like sending that email. So I saved it as a draft and I just put my phone back in my pocket. And I think I had the inkling that it's not the time to send that. Like there's still a lot of time left in the game. We had seen this team, you know, cough up leads before, never quite in that fashion. But nevertheless, I put my phone back in my pocket, went about the game. Obviously, we know what happened. I don't have to re rehash that. But I obviously never sent that email to my uncle. I deleted it. Um, and so I think for me, I reshared that collapse through that story of me kind of going through the motions of not sending that email because I'm sure there were a lot of fans out there who were, you know, texting friends or calling friends and family, maybe sending emails, maybe not sending emails. And just the, the, the heartbreak uh, after that uh, was certainly, I think the thing that sticks with us, you know, 10 years later. Did you get to send it eventually? Like last year when Tam when they beat Tampa, did you get to send oh. it? Or I, I, sh I should have. The funny thing was like, so that when they beat Tampa and I should have included this part in the book, but uh, I live on the same street as a, as a friend of mine. And like, by that point in the game, like all of our families had gone to bed. I was watching the game alone in my basement. So I had like a quiet celebration, try not to wake the kids and my wife. And then he texts me. He's like, do you want to go have a beer in the road? Because neither of us thought we should be in our respective houses. Right. And so it's raining. Um, I've got to get on a flight to go to, to go to Montreal the next day for work. And I'm like, nah, I don't know if I am like, no, we have to have this beer. Like this hasn't happened in like 20 years, 20 so years go. in the making. Yeah. So we get outside, it's raining. And like the first thing we both do is just like hug, like under the streetlights. It's like, this is a buddy that you don't normally hug, but like in that moment you hug your friend. Um, and then we ended up just, you know, having the beer. We ended up going inside. My wife's like, it's raining, like come inside the house, like just don't scream and, uh, and it'll be fine. But like that moment, I should have sent the email to my uncle as like, uh, to really wipe the slate clean, but, uh, but just enjoyed a little bit of revelry with, uh, with a good friend. When you, you know, there's a lot of leaf history books out there about the history of the team and moments, books kind of similar to this. How difficult is it to make a book like this stand out from all those other books that are out there? 
Yeah, and I mean, I think that 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 is a because yeah, there there are literally so many leaf books that come out every year, um, and it, it is a crowded market even just at this time of year with hockey books. Like I have probably a few hockey books sitting on my desk at home right now that I have to to start reading, and there's going to be more that probably arrive under the tree when I have to give my mom a a Christmas list of what to get me this year. Um, but yeah, I, I think the like the unique concept of the book is is definitely helps me kind of stand out because it's by no means meant to be a comprehensive history of the team. Um, certainly I'm covering stories from across all different eras from when the team started out in the NHL in 1917 to when they were the St. Patrick's to when they, you know, obviously became the Maple Leafs, but it's not meant to be a book where if you want to have the definitive history of the Toronto Maple Leafs, you're not going to get that with this, but you're going to get something that I think is hopefully entertaining. It's fun. You can pick it up and put it down. It'll give you a nice cross section of a lot of notable players and moments in the, in the franchise's history. But but certainly it's it wasn't meant to be you know, that that all encompassing book. And so I think hopefully uh, people see what it it is what it is, and that uh, it could just be something that looks nice on your mantle on your on your coffee table. But certainly I think if you are a Leafs fan, it's got just about everything that I think you could hopefully ask for in terms of covering all different eras, all different trades, signings, in-game moments, player moments, um, you know, even some stuff off the ice as well. I think also what's important here too is there are a lot of newer Leaf fans that might not have the time and patience to go and read those deep dives. So I think what I liked about this book is the chapters are short. Yeah, little bits. Yeah, they're little bits. So you don't, you know, a a young kid may want to read this and they'll get a good sense of the history. Yeah, they and if they're interested in something specific, they can go and research a little bit more mm-hmm. on it. I think that's what I like the most about this. Yeah, and I did I did make sure to include some recent moments from last season. So I mean, if you go through the book, you've got the moment um, covering Mitch Marner's point streak uh, when the Leafs honored Salming, which is obviously a very touching moment uh, that night when he when he came back for Hockey Hall of Fame induction weekend. Uh, you got the first round victory. I had to like beg the publisher to put that in there. I didn't beg. I just asked them and they said yes. But like by that point, the book had already been finalized. And I said, like, we have to sub out whatever story we had had to sub that in there. Right. So I wrote that story the next day. We put it in there. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's got so everything from the team's early beginnings to stuff that you saw last year. What got subbed out? Now I'm curious. I off the top of my head, I, I can't even remember. I have another, I have a folder saved on my computer so that it, maybe there's a second volume and that story can see the light of day. Uh, oh, you know what? I knew what it was. It was when the Leafs, they, when they beat the Islanders, I think it was in the 78 uh, playoffs. Okay. Um, so it, it was still a good story. Uh, I think some great Lanny McDonald moment, but ultimately uh, I had to, I had to kind of let that one go to, to make room for the, for the Tampa story. You bring well, up maybe. the Islanders though yesterday somehow a youtube recommendation was watch back the Leafs versus islander series in 2002 and just it's just weird how all those like historical historical moments and i'm sure there's probably a lot that when you were looking at this book you say i really want to get this in here but i just don't have the room for it yeah no there's there's a lot of competing stories like i uh when i originally dropped the plan so before i go into the research and writing process i want to just fill the board with like i have all of these stories uh ideas and then from there i just start picking away at them it usually chronological order from january all the way until december but like as this as seasons unfold or as i read something else in a book or i find something when i'm doing other research you end up like swapping these out and sometimes i don't always keep 
like record of what ended up like getting left on the cutting room floor. But there are so many moments where I'm like, oh man, like from my own personal fandom, I would love to include this, but I know that it's maybe not as significant as this moment is. And so for the broader audience, I should probably put this in versus like, you know, when, uh, you know, when, when somebody went through the glass in a game against the Bruins, um, you know, that's a cool moment, but is it historically significant enough to bump out something else? Um, you know, you get some, you get some latitude as the author, but to your point earlier, David, like it's not a book for me. Uh, it's, it's hopefully a book for, for a lot of Leaf fans. So you try to market as broadly as, as you can. Uh, I want to get one current hockey question in here for you. Cause you did say that you are a, a big time Leafs fan. Uh, just curious what your thoughts are on the team, uh, to this point through the first few games of the season. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because I had started doing like the, like trying to get on some different, you know, shows to talk about the book, you know, with Leaf Focus podcast. And I, you know, I've been doing some over the past couple of days and, you know, early on you're getting the questions about like, what do you think of the team? You know, there's questions about like, where does Max Domi fit? And, you know, I had that question, like maybe two games into the season, I think my comment was like, well, let's wait and see. Like there's a lot of, you know, turnover on this roster, um, you know, and then since that, podcast episode that I was on like we start to see hey this is maybe exactly where he fits he had those two nice assists with Nyes the other night but I think what I've uh what I've been impressed with the most so far is just uh like uh the goaltending with Wall the the brick wall has been I think he's been great uh, even in that game against Chicago one of the few bright spots in an otherwise sloppy game up front and I think now he's certainly been given you know the keys to the car so to speak and hopefully he continues to have that hot hand and run with it. And if, you know, he falters and it gives Samson an opportunity to come back and try to wrestle the crease away. I think that's nothing bad with some healthy competition, but certainly he looks, he looks great right now. And I think just like how composed and calm he is, is certainly something you want, you know, between the pipes, uh, especially with a team like this. Yeah. And I mean, as a, a hockey historian, such as yourself, I mean, no one needs to tell you that it's, it's been a long time since they've had a homegrown goaltender kind of burst through. So maybe yeah. he can, uh, he could be the first in, in a long while. I think what Felix, the cat is to kind of the last homegrown guy since the yeah. Leafs have uh, been able to develop a goaltender. So fingers crossed there that Joe wall can potentially uh, get it done. I know that he's going to be in a game tonight against uh, the, the stars getting another start here so we'll see what happens mm -hmm. uh mike really appreciate taking the time to uh, to join us just really quickly before you head out where uh where can people go and, and find this book i'm sure it'd be a great gift for for any leaf fan for uh for the holidays yeah no thanks mike and uh so right now it is it is out in canada um if you go to amazon you can get it there but i i'm saying amazon first only because it has the release date as november 14th which is the u.s release date it's a bit of a glitch in the system that a lot of authors are experiencing right now because it's defaulting to amazon us but we're trying to get that solved and get get it shipped before that date uh but otherwise it's in you know chapters indigo across canada uh but also if you like to shop local at your favorite independent bookstore if they don't have it there you can go in and they'll order you a copy uh you can also get it from dundurn which is the publisher right from their website um so hopefully it's available wherever you like to buy books uh and in, in, in waiting for you on the shelves Perfect. Uh, really appreciate taking the time and good luck with everything. And uh, I'll be diving into this. I know Dave will be too. So we're excited for it. And uh, best of luck in the future. Really appreciate taking the time. Oh, my pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Mike. All right. That was Mike Comito, author of Leaves 365. Uh, a great interview. We really appreciate him taking the time. And man, I, I mean, he got me pretty jacked up. I'm pretty excited to to dive into this book. 
he helped me take off a few people off my Christmas list. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, mom, I know you listen to the show periodically. Uh, so if you are listening to this episode, I'll take least three, six, five as a Christmas gift. Just, you know, just so you know, just so you know, that's um, why I'm going to ask your dad for something else. So your mom's got you, now dad's got to do something else. Yeah. Now pops, you know, he can get me something else. We'll, uh, we'll see. No, I, 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 I don't know about you. Like I've gotten to a point in my life where, like I don't even need Christmas gifts. Like I don't even I don't even know what to ask for. Like you just get to a point where you become an adult where like if you want something, you just go and buy it yourself. You know, so it's so I don't know. I find it difficult to shop as an adult for Christmas because like what the hell? What, what do I want? I I don't I don't need anything. Like I, you know what I mean. But something like a book is something that I I haven't purchased it yet, and I'll hold off on it. And it's something that someone could buy me that uh, that would make me happy. I don't know. You are you at that point in your life? I mean, I don't know. I, like, I don't need like specific things, but I'm always getting golf balls, and I'm like, I have a lot of golf balls. And then at the end of the golf season, like, I don't have a lot of golf balls anymore. So yeah, you I'm know what? Those coming. You know what? Also, it's so funny. As a child, you hated getting socks and underwear. Man, do I ever love getting socks and underwear for Christmas? Though now, as an adult, like, oh, I, I like, I end up getting so many holes in my socks throughout the year for whatever reason. Um, I don't know if it's just because I buy cheap socks or whatever from Walmart, but I, I don't mind getting a new fresh, uh, fresh half dozen socks every year for Christmas. That's also turned into a, a nice surprise, I suppose. Well, not much of a surprise, but um, it's something as a kid that I didn't like that I certainly learned to love as uh, as an adult. Uh, but yes, go and 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 buy the book. Go read it yourself. If you're a diehard Leafs fan, I guarantee you, you will enjoy this thing. Uh, whether it's for you or for a loved one, a friend, whomever it may be, uh, go purchase it. Leafs three six five. You can get it on Amazon or wherever you buy your books. Uh, local stores, Chapters Indigo, uh, wherever it may be. All right, that'll do it for us here on the show today, Dave. It was the fun one. Um, but we really appreciate everyone for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcast platforms. You receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on X. We're not gonna we're gonna refer to it as X from now on. Okay, I got we got to get it get it. We just got to do that. We even uh, got the new logos on the show. You see on our uh, if you're on YouTube, we got the X logo. Yeah, now. the yeah. Twitter bird is gone. I hate every second of it. I really do. Uh, you can follow me on that app at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at the underscore Morris You can also follow the show at Locked on Leafs. Uh, let us know any of your thoughts uh, on tonight's game. Let us know anything you want to say. You can reach us there or leave a comment down below on uh, YouTube. If that's where you're watching us, leave a like on the video. If you enjoyed it, that'd be greatly appreciated. It goes a long way with the algorithms and, and you know, helps us. Uh, so that'd be fantastic. We'll be back with another episode for you guys tomorrow. Enjoy the game tonight. 8 PM puck drop. I believe it's a TSN game uh, tonight uh, on TSN four. They're in Dallas. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to uh, to break it all down. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.